0: I want to use this chance uh, and opportunity within this space now um, to ultimately share 10 lessons over the past 12 months and birthdays very much like the new year are great opportunities for us to um, sit down, reflect and ultimately just take a look at some of the wins, some of the losses and some of the lessons uh, from the previous 12 months. So I thought I'd share mine. So Let's just jump straight in. Number one, surround yourself with like-minded people who wish your success as much as their own. And the origin of this actually came from me reflecting on a trip that I took to Bali. So that is probably the first time in which I've actually been to um, any sort of Eastern civilization. And actually on the return leg, I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast, and I cannot remember for the life of me which one, I should have saved it, but... They were talking about in this podcast, and I can't remember who the guest was, um, they were talking about in this podcast about the differences between sort of Western culture and Eastern culture. Um, Some of this may be extremely obvious, but some of it may not. Um, And the study itself was actually, they put um, a large amount of fish in a sort of medium-sized tank. Um, And they got two groups of people, a group from um, Eastern culture... And a group from Western culture, and they got them to watch and observe the tank. And what they were actually doing in this study itself is they were actually watching um, the eye movement on where people were watching in the tank. So when they looked at the the people who were from the Western side, um, what they noticed is that more often than not, they were looking for the biggest fish. Like, where's the biggest fish? How is it moving? How is it operating? How is it trying to survive? What is it doing? Um, Whereas the opposite was true for the Eastern culture in the fact that most people from the sort of Eastern side were looking at the the whole tank as a collective, as in how can they work? How can they operate? How can they collectively grow, strive and thrive together? Um, And I found that quite interesting because obviously cultures are different, but within the sort of Eastern culture, um, whether the influence be just general from society, uh, religion, a big one. um, It's very much you create a life that's built around um, working as a collective community. Whereas in the Western side, it's very much how I can strive, how I can push, how I can become the best, which there's nothing wrong with. But I ultimately believe that the most powerful thing that you have within your arsenal is who you're rubbing shoulders with. And obviously that is my duty, role and responsibility within this group to bring like-minded people in into a trusted space. Hence the fact that up amongst the group when you look through, we all share the same values and very similar beliefs. So surrounding yourself with like-minded people who wish your success as much as their own is huge. Okay, so that was number one. Number two, be quick to ask for help. This is one thing I've personally struggled with in the past, um, basically because I had um, a sort of ego crisis, if you like. I believed that I could do everything myself. I believed that I could do it all on my own. I believed I had all the answers when that was my biggest blind spot. it was I was my own bottleneck. And until I actually reached out, leaned in, raised my hand and asked for help, um, which by the way, (laughs) was probably one of the biggest um, financial scarcity uh, moments of my career. I remember being on the phone with um, my business mentor at the time. Um, And he asked me for the payment in which I had to put it immediately on a credit card because I didn't have the money. It's the first time I've ever lent into something um, in the thousands mark and actually couldn't afford it. (laughs) Um, But the thing is, you have to pay to play. That is the reality. Um, And it's by far the biggest ROI that I've had, not only financially, but also from the aspect of my own personal growth. And that all stemmed from me being able to be quick to ask for that help. Point being, I should have asked sooner rather than let it struggle on and get into the same holes all the time. And we all know the famous um, quote for insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, um, which I believe is from Einstein. So um, I understand 100% um the sort of weakness that we easily attach, especially as uh, especially as a man, I should say. Um, there's very much a an internal ego thing that goes off that says, oh, don't ask for help, you'll look weak. There's a certain level of judgment from others, potentially, or even just a judgment from ourselves, which in reality is just the brain doing its job, it's your ego doing its job to keep what you think is safe. When actually, that's just a perception. Um, A false perception on reality. So um, that's the fact that you're all here. You've all innately over a period of time built up trust within me to raise your hand and ask for help in terms of what you guys are going through. And again, I am I cannot put into words how extremely honored and humbled I am that you guys have put that into me because I know the internal messaging that goes off when it comes to feeling weak when you're doing that so um, point number two be quick to ask for help Um, number three focus on the things you can control reality is with a fast-paced climate it's easy to get overwhelmed by negativity when you put your head into external stimulus i.e things around you including other people the news social media other people's opinions even the weather Like those sorts of things which are in reality out of your control. And if you sit pondering about those things, it's like you trying to win a race by sitting on a rocking horse. You can waste a lot of energy and a lot of time and not actually moving anywhere. Okay, so really dial in on what your locus of control is. Now, those are internal, intrinsic things which in reality are your thoughts, your behaviours, your emotions... With your emotions, we know that you cannot control them, but you can manage them. And that just comes through heightened levels of self-awareness. And obviously that is my duty, role and responsibility again, to sort of highlight some of those because my luxury position as a coach is that I have the ability to stand out of the picture and see the frame. When you're in the picture, you cannot see the frame. So looking at it through that lens a little bit, Brings you fast forward to you having the freedom to choose. Now, if you haven't read this book, I highly suggest that you do so. It is quite hard to read for the first half of it because it's very story based. Um, But Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Um, Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor um, and he spoke about um, logotherapy, which is one of his specialties um, after coming out of such a terrible place. Um, And he spoke about that if you imagine two boxes and you connect them together, you've got stimulus on the left and response on the right. What he's talking about is moving those boxes apart and what you've got in the middle for literally a split second is your freedom to choose your response. We ultimately believe that we don't have that freedom to choose how we react and how we respond to different things. Um, but the reality is we actually do. But it only comes through heightened levels of self-awareness through looking at your locus of control, which is um, the things inside of your control, not the things outside of your control. So that was number three. Focusing on the things that you can control. Number four. Discipline and action create motivation. Point being Along this process and along this journey, we're automating our motivation, okay? And that comes from leaning in and operating from a position of desire versus a position of feeling. Now, if you imagine, let's just keep this extremely simple because that's what I like to do. Um, If you think of the fact of it's... Tuesday afternoon, it's raining, you finish work, get in your car, go home... ...you know that you need to go out for a run on that evening... ...everything is against you and you have feelings that arise from that. Some days you might feel great, which is fine... ...but the harder thing to do and the most important thing to do... ...is to operate regardless of feeling and to operate from desire. The more that you lean into operating from desires... You will automate your motivation over reps and over sets. That is just something that naturally um, will start to accumulate. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Motivation is something that you don't become reliant upon. Discipline is something that you now operate with because you've operated from desires in alignment with the identity in which you want to pursue and move forward with so discipline and action creates your motivation number five be accountable to someone to someone who um, holds a, a, a standard higher than you and has better and stronger expectations from how you're currently operating with again that's a lot of the reason why you guys are here it's accountability yes and that doesn't end with me because i'm accountable ...to others as well. I've got my own coach. I'm accountable to Marianne at home. And I'm accountable to you guys. This accountability is a two-way street. I've got to do the do as much as anybody else. Um, So when you become accountable to people within your life... ...and obviously that's myself... ...but also that's your partners. That's your friends. That's your colleagues. um, That accountability will raise your standards over a period of time, especially for those who've got um, those higher expectations of yourself and your success in mind, okay. Number six, get 1% better daily. And one thing that we need to get really good at is tracking of subjective data. Um, My biggest tool is thinking in ink. It's true what they say. When you start to use pen and paper as just an opportunity to brain dump. And that's all you're doing with pen and paper. You're just brain dumping. You have over 80,000 thoughts per day. North of. You're not going to remember the things which you think you're going to remember. Which is really important. Why, along this process, a simple thing that you could do, and it's something that I do, is write down on the top of your notepad in the morning, morning pages, and literally just write out what is in your head that is a real critical time um, because it's the first thing in the morning and you've got a lot of intent and you've just woken up and recharged from the day before and you can see things with a much better perspective first thing in the morning because you're not influenced by email you're not influenced by staff you're not influenced by college you're not influenced by even your own fucking expectations So it's really important that actually a precursor to this is at nighttime, as I've said to all of you, do not have your phone in the bedroom and use the alarm on your phone. Why? Because when you wake up first thing and you turn the alarm off or you hit snooze, you'll wake up with your phone in your hand and you'll look at notifications and therefore you're influenced by whatever is on that phone. I religiously leave my phone in this office on that uh, shelf behind me Put it on aeroplane mode until the day begins, the working day. For the first 10 minutes of the day, I sit in this office with a coffee, pen and paper and morning pages just write out what is in my head. Sometimes it's a paragraph, sometimes it's two pages. Really important. And that level of data in the morning first thing is the data which will show you if you are moving the needle 1%. Because otherwise, how do you know if you're moving 1% forwards or backwards? Yes, you can start to track metrics over time, but on a macro scale, yes, on a micro level, you want to see it every single day. That is the biggest thing that you can do. And I think if you look, and this um, this came from a podcast with Ryan Holiday, um, who wrote a book called The Obstacle is the Way. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he mentions about the opening scene of Gladiator. I haven't seen Gladiator for years. Um, but I remember he spoke about the opening scene. And if you look at it, uh, Russell Crowe is looking across and there's like a bird on a tree um, just tweeting or fucking whatever. And then the camera zooms out. And as it slowly zooms out, what you quickly recognize and realize is that he's actually stood in the middle of a fucking war zone. Um So what's the message with that? Well, you've got the ability to zoom in and look at the micro, the the hour by hour, what's going right, what's going well, what's going wrong. Um, But also when you zoom out, you can see the bigger picture. Now, I'd probably say that the reverse is probably true. When you zoom in, it's more chaos and more chaotic on the day-to-day. And when you zoom out, you can actually see the bigger picture of where it's going. Um, So in order to do that and in order to see that perspective, little bit sharper get really good at thinking in ink in the mornings first thing with no influence from externals phone communication and the news massive okay number seven closely linked to number six ask yourself better questions and this is talking about the morning pages but more importantly your morning starts the night before Get really good at asking yourself three questions before you go to bed. What's gone well today? What hasn't gone well? And how can you improve tomorrow? That simple exercise in itself will do two things. It'll allow you to wake up the following day with intent. But also more importantly, it'll actually allow you to subconsciously relax more when you go to bed. Because you've offloaded what you should be doing tomorrow. Versus... Waking up in the middle of the night and thinking, oh, shit, I forgot about that call, that email, that message. I need to do this. I need to do that. And then you go to the toilet and then you can't sleep. Is it a game changer? Not necessarily. Will it put you in a position of strength to sleep and recover more effectively? Yes. So asking yourself better questions and becoming the CEO and, yes, being accountable to others, but be accountable to yourself. And doing what you said you you were going to do, keeping promises to yourself—that's the bottom line. With asking yourself better questions, okay. Number eight, the most underrated thing: celebrate the small wins. Small wins have a surprising impact over time because what happens with small, it goes to big, very quickly. If you celebrate them. Like I've mentioned to you a lot of guys before. Have a post-it note on your desk. And write at the top of it the wins. And literally write down as they come in. The wins. The small wins. If you've had a challenging day. And it's been difficult. And you've had to face an abundance of things. I can guarantee you'll have 20 wins in there. More than you would on a successful day. Or on what you perceive to be a really good day. Why? Because you've had to operate with higher cadence, higher output, higher energy. So focus on the small wins on what you feel is a really challenging, difficult day. Because they're actually the days that move the needle. So how can you celebrate that? It's really important that you attach a tangible celebration for the small wins. Say to yourself at the start of the week, right, I'm going to write down 10 wins for the next five working days. And at the end of those 50 wins, I'm going to celebrate by, you could do something simple like treating you and the family to a meal somewhere or treating yourself to a new set of golf balls. Like it sounds daft, but like the simplest of things, if you are a guy of simple pleasures, very much like myself, I love um, these colored pens. (laughs) I'll treat myself to a new set of pens. I'm waiting for them to run out because that feeling that you get that when that Amazon parcel comes through the door, it still gives you that nice buzz and that feeling. And then you attach the reward to the behavior of winning. What happens? Over a period of time, you evolve a winning culture within yourself, at home, for yourself, for others. So celebrate the small wins. In the moment, just remember that your ego will try and override what the win is. For example, I woke up this morning, I had breakfast, huge win. The ego will go, fucking hell Tom, are you joking? That's not even a win, that's just a norm. But actually, because you were short on time yesterday, you couldn't prepare, because you ate poorly yesterday and you wanted to make it intent to eat better, because you have a training session later that day, you need to make sure that you eat breakfast. like that will probably be actually the biggest win for some days than ever anything else because it has a counter effect on everything else as well so celebrate the wins it will have a huge effect as you move forwards number 9 let go of the guilt of enjoying downtimes downtime i should say when you don't have planned downtime or planned pullback time. And what I mean by pullback time is we're operating in push, pull, coast. Coast is actually a win as well because it's actually your ability to maintain cadence of a new behavior or a new habit or a new routine or all three. So when you think if you in downtime, when it's undistracted time and it's your maybe it's like two in the afternoon and you shut your laptop for the day because your energy's whacked. You're emotionally in a different place and you need the headspace. Like It will serve you better in the long run to go and watch three Netflix films or documentaries in a row doing nothing than it would be to try and force it and push it because what will happen? You'll try and force and push and all that you'll do is you'll slip, trip, fall over, move backwards and get 1% worse. So when you... Know within yourself that guilt is kicking in because you go, oh, I shouldn't be reading this book at this time because I I should be doing emails. I should be doing calls. I should be meeting with staff. I should be doing more work. I should be doing this. Reality is the reason that that keeps happening is because it's not planned. So when you're planning your week, make sure that downtime and pullback time goes in and enjoyment and fulfillment time goes into the diary first. Because unplanned time will turn into work. If you've got a spare hour, you'll fill it with work. And you'll think that that's the best thing to do. Which actually, doing less is sometimes more. It's like having your laptop open with an abundance of tabs open. What happens? The battery will run out pretty quick. So if you've been operating with marathons, I want you to try working in sprints. To work really high productive for a certain amount of time pullback if you work in that push and pull manner you will drive further for longer if you operate in marathons what happens when people do marathons like i discovered on a 16 mile run yesterday (laughs) you will burn out fast very quickly okay final one number 10 loss is fundamental to growth We don't go out of our way in the day to choose to fail or lose. Right, my goal today is to go out and fail. No. You go, right, today I'm going to go out and fucking succeed. But reality is some of that success will turn into loss. But loss isn't failing. It's not the same thing. Okay? So within my situation, for context, I've been sacked from jobs. I've lost my gym studio through covid and I've lost friends and I've lost family. More closer to heart, I've lost my dad. These are all things which I've took levels of personal growth from and intrinsic drive from. If we go back to that sort of uh, Russell Crowe moment in Gladiator, when you zoom in, it's fucking chaotic. It's horrible. It doesn't feel nice. It's just disgusting. disgusting. But when you persevere through the challenge regardless and you zoom out, what you actually quickly recognize and realize is the best thing that's probably ever happened to you. Because there's lessons of growth in there which you wouldn't get anywhere else. So as much as we are fearful of the unknown, fearful of the what-ifs, fearful of failure or future failure based on previous conditioning... Every single time you've failed, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to you. Let's just be honest. And again, the more that you reflect and have a look at those moments on your timeline more frequently, you'll actually quickly recognize that those pockets of failure are the best things that could have ever happened to you for your current and future self. So that was my 10 lessons Of turning 34 this year. So just as a a personal side note, one thing that I'll be doing uh, over this weekend, which I highly recommend you guys do to give yourself a really strong opportunity, um, is to, I did this at Christmas time and I'll be doing it again as I say today, writing a letter to your future self, thanking yourself in advance for the things which you are Imagining your future self to be doing. When you do that, you really implant a subconscious thing in your mind of intrinsic drive and motivation. And once it's all out on paper and it's put into a drawer and your bedside table and you open it in years time, you will be massively surprised at actually how far you have come in comparison to what you uh, projected you would go you would do i.e. use you, you go past your expectations for how much you can achieve really highly recommend that as an exercise and if you want a little bit of guidance with that on some questioning process um please drop me a message uh, after this podcast or below wherever this is whether it's on some uh circle um put it in the comment box below just ask for the questions or actually if there's anything in there on those 10 lessons which i've shared with you um Anything in particular that sparks to mind, then drop me a comment below. Maybe one of your biggest takeaways from that in particular. Or if you do need specific guidance, lean in. Ask the community. That's what we're all here for. Okay. Um, So, as I say, I'm extremely grateful to have each and every one of you as we move the needle forwards in becoming the best version of ourselves personally, physically, and professionally. Today is another chance to get the reps in. So keep pushing on, keep moving that needle, onwards and upwards we go. Thank you for listening to that one today, and I'll see you guys soon.